0: okay so if you're my age and are a little younger you remember that every time this time of the year lucy promises to hold the football for charlie brown and she pledges allegiance and so he reminds her of the times that she has betrayed his trust but he is willing to trust again. And so he gets back, runs toward the ball, gets ready to kick it, and she whisks it away just as he is kicking it, does two black back flips in the air, comes down hard, and says, you did it again! And she chides him for believing in the human Anybody remember that? Raise your hand if you remember. See the, the young ones. Y- you do. Oh, okay. You're not that old. You're okay. All right. A 10 year old boy loses his mother to divorce and she promises to make connections. And it doesn't happen the way he expected. Cynicism becomes his way of coping. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Turn off the mic for a moment today. Bob uh, kicked us off. He he does our scheduling of speaking and uh, suggested a month ago that we do a series on the fruit of the spirit. And so I've chosen to speak on faithfulness. I want to do that in two ways. First of all, by looking at the faithfulness of God. And then what does his faithfulness call us to? It calls us to faith. And it calls us then to faithfulness as well. Solomon said, a faithful man who can find. So this isn't a new problem. Unfaithfulness, infidelity isn't new. David said in Psalm 12, Help God. There's no more godliness. The faithful have vanished from the sons of men. So we want to look at God and just behold him. What happens when you you look at faithfulness? You become faithful. You become what you behold. Say that. You become. I used to think that I could deal with sin by concentrating on sin. (coughs) didn't work. As a teenager, I concentrated on my sin so I could deal with it. That doesn't work. But if we look at the faithfulness of God, we can become like God. Faithful is the way God is. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. Uh, We won't turn to it because it's just single verses in a lot of different places. The Bible says if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Faithful is the way God is. And so what are the different ways that God is faithful? First of all, God is faithful to his word. I say to my shame that I can remember a time when I made a promise to one of my kids, hope that he would forget so I didn't have to fulfill it. That's shameful. What is that? That's lying. Our lack of faithfulness is like lying compared to the faithfulness of God. Let God be true, though every man a liar. Against, against the faithfulness of God. Let me tell you how faithful God is. Jesus fulfilled 300 prophecies. The percentage of that, the possibility of that happening, is, is it have to be in the trillions. God is faithful to his word. He says something, and it is like his action. He says, let there be light, and there's light. He says something, and it's fulfilled. The Bible says that the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. How did Sarah receive the word? She laughed at it. Yeah, God could have said, okay. No, he promised. Joshua told the Israelites, you know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. I wish I could say that in my life, but I can't. The fulfillment of prophecy is one aspect of God's faithfulness. You can count on his words. You can bank on his word. That's what amen means. Amen. Amen. I, I believe you. Amen. Etta. I believe. I can rely on that. I can stand on that. Amen. That's what it means. This is solid. This is substantial. We can believe for that. 700 years before Jesus was born, A prophet said, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. 700 years later, that promise was fulfilled miraculously. It's incredible. God is faithful to his word. Say it. So if you see it in his word, you can count on it. You can go to the bank with it. Second, God is faithful in his love. Moses said, know therefore that the Lord your God is is God, he is a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations. You who are married have made promises. How are you doing with your promises? He is faithful to a thousand generations. I'd call that love. I'd call that faithfulness. And Jeremiah wrote, listen to this, because of the Lord's great love, We are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. What's the next phrase? Great is thy faithfulness, God, you are great in your love. His love is faithful through pain, through hardship, even through laughter, through criticism. He is faithful in his love. It pours out upon us. It doesn't stop. Sometimes we interpret pain as the absence of God. It's not true. If anything, it increases in times of pain. He pours His love upon you today, faithfully. He is faithful to finish. Anybody have any books that you've started and haven't finished? Anybody have any projects that they've started and haven't finished? Oh my! He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And what He promises, He finishes. Faithful is he who calls you, Thessalonians says, and he will do it. Paul told the Philippians, I'm sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. I'm God's project. I'm glad to know. It's good to know he's going to finish what he began in me. That should give us a sense of joy, a sense of security, he is faithful to finish he is faithful to forgive how many times where you confess something and you still feel like beating yourself up anybody anybody experienced that recently you still want to beat yourself up for it because good because we think well i i better add to the work on the cross what does the bible say if we confess our sins he is And just, to forgive, just is important there because there has to be justice done. Justice was done at the cross so that God can freely, in in clear conscience, as it were, release us because the penalty has been paid fully for a whole human race in one act of Christ. That's a perfect lamb. He accomplished it. And so God is faithful in forgiving us I, if thou Lord, shouldst mark iniquities, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Sometimes I just love the King James. <laughs> I, I love the King James. He is faithful to protect. Paul told the Thessalonians, the Lord is faithful to and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. God, protect us. Please protect us. We need your protection. You ever feel that? You ever feel you're in a place where you're not safe? You need protection. Protect me, Lord. I need your protection. He's faithful in times of temptation. Listen to this, God is faithful And he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So that's just a small picture of the faithfulness of God, faithful to his word and his love, faithful to finish, faithful to forgive, to protect. What does that then mean for us? Two things. His faithfulness calls us to faith. His faithfulness calls us to believe it, to believe it's true and to recognize that if he's doing it for a thousand generations in times of Moses, he will do it for us, that he forgives, he's faithful to it, and that we need to, to embrace that and exercise faith in his faithfulness. And especially for those of you who have learned to cope through cynicism, may God heal that in your heart and enable you to embrace a faithful God who will prove it in your life. Paul, no, it was the writer of Hebrews, let us hold unswervingly. I don't know if I've ever used that word. Unswervingly to the hope we profess. Why? For, say it loud. Somebody say it? He who, he who promises is faithful. He who calls us. He, who, he is faithful. So let's hold on to that hope. Let's grab that anchor of hope. When we're in a storm and we're threatened to be tossed here and there, let's grab the hope anger, anchor and say, You are faithful. Let us hold unswervingly. I'm not going to let go. Why? Because God is faithful. I can trust him in this very Devastating situation, and that's what we hope to offer to Amy. We'll go in a few minutes. An anchor of hope. Sarah, it says in Hebrews 11, considered him faithful who had made the promise. You consider him faithful? I want you to answer that question out loud. Do you consider God faithful? Okay. Did everybody say it? I want you to hear it from your own lips. Do you you consider God faithful, who has promised? Good. That was better. (laughs) Faith will lead to faithfulness. Because you are looking at a faithful God, you are trusting in him, and what you behold, you become. I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to answer out loud. Are you faithful? Are you a faithful person? Are you faithful to your word? Are you faithful to the promises you make? Are you faithful uh, to the bosses that you work for? Are you faithful in relationships? Are you faithful when the boss isn't looking? Are you a faithful person? You don't have to answer this out loud. But faith will lead you into faithfulness. The good news is that the Holy Spirit produces faithfulness. You don't. It is the fruit of the Spirit. So the Spirit produces it, but he needs a willing vessel and someone who cooperates with him. Paul told the Corinthians that it is required of a steward of God that he be found faithful. And you don't have to look for big things. Because Jesus said, if you're faithful in the the very little, you'll be faithful in much. So, about paying your bills, about cleaning up when someone can't figure out who messed it up, and you're fighting in the kitchen, and you decide, well, I'll, I'll do it. I was walking over at Northwestern and I was thinking, I want to do something for you, God. And I'm thinking big. And his response back to me was do small things better. So faithfulness is about doing small things. It's about being consistent. It's about honoring the Lord in your heart. Faithfulness, as I've written here, does not start with grandiose visions, but with Returning what we borrowed, Being kind to people we suspect may not like us. Faith breeds faithfulness. It comes less by grit of the teeth than surrender of the heart. So after the time of worship you're going to get in a small group and you're going to talk about where it's hard for you to be faithful where it's hard for you to trust and if you have been a cynic if you've been healed of, cynic, of cynicism and then if you are a faithful person I want to pray with you I want to be a faithful person and you do too I know you do so let's help one another too develop this quality father in heaven thank you that you perfectly model this for us that we can see it lived out in you and seeing that it can encourage us that we can walk into it so it's our confidence today that you are working faithfulness in our lives and will continue to produce this fruit as we trust in you.